Hey there, and welcome to Shadow Facts. That's facts as in horse treat-sized pieces of information, a podcast about Lord of the Rings. But only the horse parts. I'm Joey. And I'm Caitlin. And And this this is is our our oath. We vow to discuss every horse mentioned or visible in both the Lord of the Rings books and film adaptations, and we do mean every. We vow to rank every horse mentioned above. We vow to rewrite one of Tolkien's songs per episode to be about horses, live on the pod. And last but not least, we vow to answer the call of Gondor when the beacon is lit. By which we mean, answer your questions about Lord of the Rings horses to the best of our ability. This is a regularly scheduled podcast episode of Shadow Facts. Yep. 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 Time. Time. Um, you know what I've always said? Yeah. Time isn't real. That is but true. But horses are. <gasps> wow. Horses are real. What a gift yeah. to us. What a gift. I drove past a horse earlier today. Oh, I... Drove behind a trailer of horses on the highway yesterday. It was like one of those little two-seaters. And I was very charmed because one of the horses' tails was sticking fully out of the trailer. (laughs) Just like billowing in the wind. Incredible. Um, I was a passenger and not a driver, so I was able to safely take a picture. Remind me and I will send you my horse paparazzi shot. Great, great, great. Uh, This is episode 17. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, our 20th episode. (laughs) Is it? Oh, yeah, interviews. Yeah, I think so. Because we had three interviews, right? So. That sounds right. But wait. Yeah. Yeah. That makes this the 20th. I just don't know if we're qualified to count things. We're not. But we do it anyway. Uh, And today we're covering a section of the movie uh from uh uh, it's mm -hmm, return of the king (laughs) from minute marker 14922 to 21744 thank you that's a big chunk of the movie we very topical, you know, like last week when we did the last yeah. movie episode. Uh-huh. Um, what even happens in this chunk? Uh, let me go to my, my synopsis section and not, oh, that's in this other notebook. I was wondering what I had done and I, I did a terrible thing is the answer. Where, I feel like we should, we should divulge that we are both 
disasters right now. Yep. We are. What happens is that Theoden and Amor and, you know, Rohan in general are, like, preparing to ride out to Gondor. Mary wants to go along. Theoden tells him no. Eowyn swoops him up. There are so many horses. There are some shots of orcs. Um, Aragorn and Gimli and Legolas ha- experience a lot of skulls um, and raise a ghost army. Um, Faramir returns home very wounded. Uh, and Denethor like snaps a little. There's some fighting. There's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of fighting. Um, and there's a giant spider. Yeah. And Sam crying. Oh. Yeah. There's a lot, um, going on. Everyone's in a place. Everyone, Everyone is, is, ugh. Having yeah. a time. Yeah, they sure are. Um, do you want to talk about movie stuff at large before we jump into the horse stuff? Like, is there any non-horse thoughts from the movie that you desire to share i've never had a non-horse thought (laughs) in my life i i hear you but you have so many (laughs) thoughts is the thing it's true uh well yeah let's i don't have much to say about Oh, the one thing I have to say about Eowyn swooping Mary up is that there is some bad CGI. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there's actually a few moments of, like, not great CGI. Like, some of the... Oh, I'm... CGI avalanche. Yeah. That's that's the next thing I have thoughts about. (laughs) Yeah. We won't remember to talk about it if we don't talk about it now because there are no other... There's no actual horses in this scene. But when they're under the mountain, the three hunters, Legolas talks about being able to see the ghostly shape of men and horses. Yeah, horse ghosts. Legolas is haunted by horses. Yeah. Wow. Have you ever fought a horse ghost? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, if you had to fight a horse or fight a ghost, what would you rather fight? Mm. (laughs) Honestly... I don't know. My first instinct is to say horse because even though they're big, they're also easily scared. Right. Yeah, all Um, I gotta do is break out a plastic bag and I'm winning that fight. Right. And I feel like it's just like you never know the rules with ghosts. Like, are you going to be able to do any damage to them whatsoever? Because there are no rules with ghosts. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think you I think you've chosen wisely. I hope so. Um we I feel like we during the watching disagreed about a lot of the um stuff that happened under the mountain. Mm, yeah. That makes it sound like you and I had like a blood fight oh, under the mountain. You mean we both were skeptical of Peter Jackson's terrible choices. Yes, I yes, but we we both were skeptical, but we disagreed about some stuff. Like I actually think the moment of Aragorn being like don't look down when they're like crunching on the skulls is like a genuinely good bit of physical comedy because mm. the comedy is like Gimli is grossed out by crunching human bones instead of what the comedy around Gimli usually is, which is like 
he's fat and he's running or he's yeah he drank so much that his eyes are crossed you know yeah um i thought that was genuinely a good bit yeah i think the timing of it just felt it's very it's very whiplashy to go from like the like mounting dread of like ground war to like kind of scooby-doo-isms yeah, it felt, just that moment felt very drawn out to me, and I was already impatient with Peter Jackson, so I was not Because you wanted to get back to the horses? To and, yeah. Yeah. And because this scene was so effective in the book. Yeah, it, it, that's a I huge just, tonal change. It's I was so already scary. just so disappointed in everything that was happening that I was like not, not ready to accept anything good. Yeah, the like in that moment. diminishment of Gimli experiencing like real ass emotions. Yeah, in that scene in the book, to you know what happens. I yeah. I get that. I really do yeah. get that. Um, but, like, I see where you're coming from on that, you know? Yeah. Well, especially when you compare it to a lot of the other, like, moments of physical comedy in the films. I was like, yeah, I like this one. Yeah. Um, we both, like, hooped and hollered when Gandalf just kicked the shit out of Denethor with his staff. Yeah. Can I say more about the skulls? Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't realize we were done with the skulls, but please. I just, I just hated, I hated it all. <laughs> the yeah. the CG of them like running through the skull avalanche was not good to look at. Two, there's a skull avalanche. Three, there's like glowing green light, of course. Yeah. Um, it just, and then, and then just like narratively, I don't know. It's like, instead of Ottergorn having actual power by being the person he is, he has to, like, succeed in, like, a parley role. Well, it's that he has a sword that works on ghosts. It's that he has the magic sword that works against the Ghost King's sword, which the Ghost King has never expected because they just slaughter dudes who walk into the mountain. That's, like, very much the framing of the movie. It just still seems like, I don't know, I guess, like, them not giving him an answer, but then just, like, showing up, you know, once they're out, didn't feel particularly, like, effective or meaningful to me. Like, I I guess it just increases suspense, but I didn't need that particular suspense to be increased. Yes, I hear you, but that does facilitate a moment I really like, which is, um, Aragorn like falling to his knees outside and Legolas coming up behind him and putting a hand on his shoulder and then like Aragorn like leans his weight back kind of against okay, Legolas. Okay, that's true. I That's a yeah. great moment. I mean. It, it, mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Whatever means, you know? The yeah. intric- The rituals are intricate and sometimes that ritual is failing to, thinking that you've failed to summon a ghost king. Yeah. I just, here's the thing. They are mm-hmm. ghosts because they did not keep an oath and that oath had real power. Yeah, and, oath ghosts. And then it seems like when Ottergorn 
like tries to hold them to the oath, suddenly it doesn't have power. They just decide that they're going to do the thing so that they can be freed. And that feels inconsistent to me. Yeah, it's a weird fake out because the thing in the book is not whether or not they'll get these people to fulfill their oath. It's whether or not they will survive survive the journey like through the mountain uh, not not because of like atmospheric peril but because of the ghosts you know yeah i mean yeah the two are much more paired i guess it's like either you survive because you are holding them to the oath because you have the power to do that or mm-hmm. you you don't right exactly do either of those things yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So it is. Yeah, yeah. I agree. I don't know. I don't know that. I just... that... Yeah. I don't. I don't think I have anything more to say about that. Some yeah. of it is okay. Some of it doesn't work. Yep. Um. And then we go straight from that into like maybe the worst Peter Jackson cameo in the films. Mm, I. On the pirate ship. Yeah. Hold on. Are you not remembering? This scene, or are you trying to remember his no. cameos in the other? I do remember the scene. I was trying to remember if it actually happened right there, or if it cuts elsewhere and then we come back to it. Oh, it might, it might do that. I don't have it. I don't have that particularly written down. Is there something you want to talk about first? I, just, I don't have anything else to say other to than go. it's it's I'm bad just... to see Peter Jackson with like, uh, with like fake dreads. That's all that I have to say. Absolutely. Yeah, that does come later. We cut to other scenes first. I'm just trying to go in order. That's all. Ugh. (laughs) Please, save your your rigor for where it counts. What happens next is Faramir gets dragged home by quality, a quality horse who has ensured the survival of his rider. I don't know if quality had anything to do with it, but I'm... I assume so. He does. Yeah, we can talk um, about this more because this actually happened. This is like in the horse notes because a yeah. horse is there. But um, also, Denethor says like Theoden has betrayed me and is being all shitty, and then Gandalf, like you mentioned earlier, just like smacks him with his staff. It's really good too because at this point. We haven't seen Gandalf fight yet, right? Like we saw him ride yeah, Shadowfax into really. battle. Yeah. And we've seen we've seen him do powerful things, but it makes me think of um when oh fuck, who was it? It was Hama outside in Edoras was you know, they talk about Gandalf's staff as a weapon, and you assume that to mean like as a focus of control or power right for his like magic. we see like him you know shoot right. glowing light out of it which he does he does yeah. right exactly but so then it makes it so much funnier for him to just use it as a like a wwe match and it's a folding chair yeah and and that is i mean it does feel like a really effective shot because the camera is focusing on denethor and and like the audience is just as surprised by him getting hit as he is it you know the way it is shot feels punchy in that way yeah it's great it's really good um yeah it's great there are some great shots uh oh i mean we'll come back to shadow effects um yes we'll talk about that 
Grand, the three hunters with... Oh, hold the... on. Before Grand, I did yeah. want to talk about this really briefly. Oh, yeah. Uh, so there's that whole exchange where, like, orcs are coming over the battlements and Gandalf yes. is fighting them and sees Pippin and tells Pippin, go back to the Citadel. And Pippin, like, we, the last we had seen of Pippin, he and, like, a bunch of other Gondor soldiers were, like, clutching their ears from the screams of the race. And yeah. Pippin, it is heartbreaking. Pippin seems so dazed. Like, yeah. he says, like, he's in a dream. Like, they called us out to fight. It just, that interchange between them, like, really gets me. Yeah. Pippin is so, I mean, he's he's so lost. Yeah, and then, you know. But then he does, he like. He does a murder. Yeah, Gandalf to, is to fighting Gandalf. off a bunch of them at once, but then there's like one that, you know, I I think would have gotten Gandalf. Is that how it's? Phrased? Yeah, he it, he's like standing directly behind Gandalf. Yeah. Um. But then Pippin has stabbed him. Yeah. And yeah. And then Grant. Yeah. Uh. And then Frodo and. Hold on. Wait. I'm oh. I'm sorry. One last thing with Grant. Yeah. This is, this. speaking of, like, you're talking about the framing of the cut for Denethor with Gandalf. There's another really unbelievable, like, quick cut with, like, Grand, which is the giant battering ram. So, you know, they, like, haul Grand in and pull it back. It's all this, like, big tense buildup the first time it, like, batters the, the doors of Minas Tirith. And, you know, it's the... The battering ram slowly falling toward the door, and at the exact instant when it would hit, it cuts to this like very pastoral shot of the the corsairs' boats like yeah, on the river. It's that, just it unbelievable. Was, it was it was not a good it was not a good transition. Oh no! I think me. like it's an intentional denial of what you were expecting in a in a way that it really works. I think it's very okay. funny. Yeah, I might need to rewatch it. I don't know. It felt... It feels to me like this is a movie that knows how heavy the part of the... Like, there's still two hours of movie left, and a lot of it is really heavy, and a lot of it Mm -hmm. is about sustainably keeping and building senses of dread that, like, don't... There's a cat jingling. I forgot to take off someone's bell. I got one, not both. But they they know, basically, there's a slog left for the viewer. And so this feels like a good way to ratchet up the tension of Mm. that encounter. But then also kind of, like, immediately alleviate that in a way that is satisfying to the viewer. Yeah. Okay. I do, like, despite Peter Jackson's terrible cameo, um, I do love the moment, like, the army reveal with... Oh, like, yeah. The Corsairs come to the shore, and it's just like Otterborn and Legolas and Gimli standing there. And it feels, I mean, this feels so of the era. You know, this, like, I'm 100% sure that I, like, quoted this scene, basically, you know. With oh, it's friends. still, it, like, I mean, the You and What Army, this army is still a meme. Right. Yeah. But it, yeah, it's just, it, it doesn't, I don't know if it felt that cliche at the time or if it just feels cliche now because of this scene, you know, but either way, yeah. it just works for me. You know, it's, it's satisfying. Within... It's just, it's just great. The nonchalance it, of it, the, you know. 
It's really good. If you can imagine, if you can commit a massive act of imagination and send your mind back before the Marvel quip era. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck. Oh That's god. Okay. And so then okay. <laughs> we have to we have to keep going. Yeah. And then uh, we get Frodo and Gollum entering Shelob's lair, which yeah. is which like Smeagol is suspicious as shit. Like suspicious acting. Like he's like He's yeah, not he's not into trying the tunnel, anymore. Frodo. That's where you have to go. <laughs> go on. <laughs> oh god. And there's there's a moment where like so after Smeagol has like abandoned I almost said Gollum inside, which I wish Smeagol had abandoned Gollum and not the other way around. Um, After Gollum has, like, abandoned Frodo inside the caves and Frodo realizes that he has been betrayed and that he is alone, he says, "Um, I can't can't go back. And I don't know if he's talking about, like, I can't make my way back to the caves or I can't turn around in my quest, but it absolutely feels like he's talking about Sam. Yeah, well, he also says Sam at some point. Yes, yes, like, this is a little bit after that. Yeah, and it's just heartbreaking. And then also we cut to Sam on the stairs crying and then falling. And oh. after he lands, he sees the Lemboss that Smeagol had thrown over the cliff and, like, you know, fully realizes yeah. that, and heads- that Smeagol did that intentionally. And is mad. My heart goes out to Sam always at all times for all reasons. But especially as he's crying and kind of making his way quickly down these stairs. Because we have all done that. Like when you're really tired and very emotional. And you're kind of like half-heartedly crying. But also doing the thing you're supposed to be doing. You know? (laughs) We've all been there, bud. Yeah. Um, And then... Um, Frodo does, in fact, escape the, um, escape the caves, uh, escapes a brief fucking fist fight with Gollum right outside the caves, takes a few steps, and then, um, does a classic, like, Elijah Wood pass out. And I love this scene. This is, uh, the theme of today is apparently, like, unexpected cuts, because as he is falling and his head hits the ground, it cuts, and instead of being in the, like, barren rocks of Mordor. He is on the, like, plush fern of of another world, of a forest. And it's Galadriel offering him a hand up and telling him to keep going. And he accepts her hand. She pulls him up and it cuts back into the present, which I love. Yeah. He had already experienced her voice at some point in this when he, like, and then he pulls out his, like, vial of light. But then, yeah, he has that actual, like, vision. Oh, well, I just love those, like, dreamlike, like, blink uh, transitions. Yeah. It's good. And that happens right after he says, I'm so sorry, Sam, which is also fucking heartbreaking. Ugh. Yeah. I'm not okay. Do you have... What are your thoughts about movie Shelob? Uh, spooky. Not, not, I mean, obviously in a different way. I am glad that they honestly just went with, like, Big Spider because I think they effectively convey the horror of, of that scene and of feeling like 
trapped and hunted, like when Frodo is in the web and like dangling with his feet off the ground. It's excruciating. It's really well done. It does what it's supposed to do. I think if they had tried to dip into the like, you know, what I kind of described as cosmic horror elements, which is that like Shelob is a a thing as old as the world itself. It just like wouldn't have brought anything in that setting or would have like muddied the waters and maybe not worked. So I'm happy with it. What about you? I'm happy with it, but I do think that they could have revealed her physically a little more slowly. Mm. Yeah. You know, I think there is like part of part of the, the horror in the film is that he can't fully see her at first. You know? Oh, in the in the there, books? Yes, yeah, sorry, in in the books. There, you know, there is a thing and you're just seeing, you know, bits and pieces, glimpses. Yeah. Hearing things, etc. And I and I think, you know, they they could have played that up a little more. It's a pretty quick like you see her eyes and then ta-da, it's a giant spider. There she is. Yeah. yeah. I do think like it 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 is scary. I mean, I'm easily scared, but like it it is scary, but I think they could have like done a little more of yeah. I think, you know, honestly, I think pacing-wise it works for me because it is a movie and like I think yeah. that scene like front to end with Frodo and Gollum like coming up to the caves and coming out the other side is like maybe five minutes. Like they don't yeah. have a lot of time. And also because it's intercut in the way that the books aren't, it really works for the books to have much more of a slow build. But like there are everything else yeah. in this in this movie particular is a slow, horrible rising of tension. So in some ways I think it works because it's a contrast to just have this like yeah. you get here, this is not right. It's not right. You see it immediately and then deal with yeah. the consequences. Yeah. No, that's, that's fair. Um, and that's, that's it for the non-horse stuff, right? Thanks for coming to Shadowfax. We'll see everyone in another two months. <laughs> Bye. God. <laughs> yeah, that's it for non-horses. Now we can just talk about the good bits. This is, what is the food equivalent of this? This is like nibbling around a sandwich to like save a perfect bite for the last bite yeah i mean not just a a bite like several <laughs> bites but an sandwich bites with no crust you know yeah except i always want a crust bite when i'm like you know doing constructive sandwich shaping i i desire the crust so i'm oh. trying to construct a perfect bite with the Okay, i yeah, I don't do that. I want all I understand. my crust out of the way I'm, I'm, so that I can eat the rest of it crust free. Yeah, that's fair. I um, also always eat my vegetables first, so then I can just relax and enjoy the rest of what's on my plate. <laughs> <laughs> you, but you like vegetables. I do like vegetables, <laughs> but I still want to. Generally speaking, I still want to get them out of the way first. Oh no, I am much more about the. Co- I am. A combo eater. I want to eat different things together in different proportions and see what that does for me. I want to cut up all my meat and then mix it into my 
carb, which is often rice, and then eat all Mm -hmm. my vegetables to get them out of the way and then just shovel carb and meat combo into my mouth. Joey. (laughs) Yes, that is when I think of like a Joey meal. It is a bowl of rice with some kind of meat on it. Yes. And I genuinely and my at this point, like many years of knowing you and all of the like beautiful things that our friendship has like brought us to mm-hmm. I honestly think the best thing I ever learned from you was to just eat my rice with a fucking spoon it's made my life so yes. much better yes spoon eat your rice I'm so mad at a culture that raised me to eat rice with a fucking fork horrible Okay. put your rice that's... in a bowl and then eat it with a spoon and Love Never. yourself. Yeah. Do this for yourself. It's the <laughs> easiest self-care. <laughs> um, okay, so this is very horse heavy on the front end because we start in the horse camp. Um do you remember the the literal the like the last horse thing that happens? Uh that overhead shot happens like at I don't know what minute, but like not very far in. I'm just yes, saying that whole horse section is in the first few oh, minutes of this bigger film set. I'm looking at the timestamp of the overhead shot. Can what I? I just want to prepare everyone emotionally. Yeah. So as I said, we watched today from 149.22 to 217.44. Uh-huh. The horse coverage we're doing today, all of it, uh, however many hours this ends up fucking being... Is from one forty nine twenty two to one fifty forty. <laughs> it is, yeah. Um, it is a minute Besides, and ten seconds. Like quality and shadow facts showing up later. Like yeah, all of the horses that's, are that's in it. one minute and ten seconds. <sighs> okay, um, let's let's one just and... eight seconds. No, it's eighteen seconds. Eighteen seconds. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. Horse number one. Hold on. We have to describe what's going on. It's yeah. the Rohan. It's, I, this is, I don't know why I interrupted you like it's more than four words. It's the Rohan camp after the muster. Yep. Okay, People go are ahead. Getting Sorry. Ready. This is setting the scene before Theoden and Aemer enter with, you yes. know, lines. Horse number one is a dark bay being mounted. Horse number two is a bay horse that we see from the back with no rider and it has like clay on its right butt and (laughs) it has a cool bridle. (laughs) I really, really like our repeated use of left or right butt as if it is a singular butt. (laughs) How come your mom lets you have two butts? (laughs) Uh, Do you want to take us through horses three and four? Uh, Oh, I've made a mistake. Otherwise, I'll keep going. Uh, no, I can do it. I just, I was really tired when I was transferring my paper notes into our, like, official spreadsheet. And so I skipped right over horse number three. But I do have my paper notes here. Horse number three is a flea-bitten dapple with actual, oh, uh, with fly bites. With with maybe some fly bites. It looks like it has some, like, raised sores or something that are not... Not sores exactly. Just when you when you know when you know horses, you know what fly bites look like, and yeah, yeah, that's yeah. And I they're busy. They're not out here putting like prosthetic. No, 
Okay. Horses and it get has... bitten by flies. Some of them react right. worse than others. They have allergies. Yeah, my horse um, reacted terribly to fly bites, just covered in bumps all summer. Oh, buddy. Yeah. And this dapple has a skimpy mane and a ragged saddle cloth. Yes. Um, number four is an unsaddled chestnut uh, being led. Um, it has kind of an interesting facial marking. I've described it as a fat star that drips into a blaze. Uh, there might be, it looks like there might be a little under its nose band and then there's a little snip down at the end. Yeah. And it also has an interesting bit situation. It looks like it's a hackmore that is being pulled forward because the horse is being led. Yes, and also its noseband was kind of like raised. Oh, sure. Okay. And three-dimensional. I mean, As obviously most it's three-dimensional, but like, you know. <laughs> yeah. Stands out more because it's thicker. Yes. Uh, number five. I don't know where it where it cuts here because I didn't make. It those cuts notes. between three and four. Oh, okay. So, how far do you want to go before we? Uh, four four through six is the next cut. Okay. Uh, so five is um kind of in the background. Uh, it. Oh yeah, pretty far in the background, but you can see that it has a, a bald face marking. So that's where it's white. That's like so wide that it is on either side of its eyes. Like that mm -hmm. whole, the whole face is white. Um, it's a bay otherwise, and it is like being untethered. Um, and then six is a bay like galloping across the screen, I think, with a rider uh, with face armor. It's very hazy a lot of these scenes are very hazy in yeah uh in their visual quality um and i wrote jug headed because it's got that kind of blocky head shape yeah yeah you were yes we i had not a lot of heard fun. the term jug headed before you introduced me to it jug headed is a term that i learned so as with so much of my horse knowledge from the herd, herd your horses board game i'm trying to remember the words you were using to describe how you thought it looked to me that i said ah jugheaded um and that also led us to some of the technical words for head cone formation on horses yeah which we had I, a lot of fun with i think i compared it to a mustang uh yeah you said it looked mustangy that's accurate. it yeah um but yeah yeah and there are also two um we're continuing our practice of doing, yes. yes, yes, horses that we really, like, can't see all of or can't, can't see enough of to have any defining characteristics to name. Yeah, like, we can see legs or butts, but no faces, or they're in the foreground and very blurry, things like yeah. that. Yeah, we'll post a couple screen caps of just how blurry <laughs> some of you know, what we see in these scenes are because it was absurd to try to do any of this. All of what we're doing is absurd. Number it's seven. Extra absurd. The... No, let's stop. Let's stop and name. Oh, you want to? Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. We'll break I... up the names. Yeah. Because I'm not naming like all of these horses just in a, you know. No, that's fair. Um, Let me pull up. Should I pull up my list of running horse names i mean for yes. horses of all not the horse doesn't have to be running it's a running <laughs> list yes 
um, it's running, so you better go catch it. <laughs> okay, um, read the name, please. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> wow, the disdain. Um, I have your loss, your loss, which um, the oh, fuck this th- we encountered this while we were watching this time. I'm pretty sure it's in Gondor. Someone is talking like a. Uh, a side character and caption says that is their name yes. which we liked and wanted to steal yes uh, that's, we also that's like spelled i-o-r-l-a-s yeah your, your loss your loss <laughs> yeah yeah um we also have some leftovers from that ps2 video game barathor elagost and hadhod we have roharon which is aragorn's horse from the book we have mustard james from Francis, we have Pine Nut from Rain Clark, and we have Wind Rider, which I think we must have just thought was cool. No, Wind Rider is one of my former horse OCs. Oh, Remember? oh, duh. Yes, okay, okay. I'm sorry for the disrespect to horse. Yeah, uh, I cannot believe you had already forgotten that it's like only been two weeks. <laughs> yeah, you're right. It has. <laughs> And I have no excuse for myself other than to honestly and sincerely apologize to Windrider. Thank you. Um, can you uh, repeat the names after Roharon a little more slowly? Uh, Mustard James. Right. And Pine Nut. And Windrider. And Windrider. Okay, great. Do you have specific vibes about any of these horses? Um... Hold on, I'm just jotting down some other names that I'm just, like, coming up with on the spots that I have them ready to go. Whoa, whoa. This is not how we do things. I know, but I just... Were you struck by inspiration for more horse OCs? Yeah. Okay, damn. Okay, um... The... Uh, hmm, hmm. I feel like Hmm. the one with the bald face... Mm. Might be a good starting place, because it's a really distinctive. Yeah. Do you, you want to name that one Pine Nut, because its face is like a pine nut? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I was thinking about uh, the famous the famous Baldies, but yeah, that works. Wait, what? Fa- like, you know, like, what's a, what's, who's a famous person with a bald head? Stanley Tucci? <laughs> Stanley Tucci the horse. Yeah. We could name uh, D- Dave Bautista the horse. Vin Diesel the horse. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sure there are many other famous bald people. I'm just... Oh no, my you, god! You Google! Put, you put get it under spot. control! What? I searched famous bald person and one of the recommended results was who is the best looking bald man and it has the temerity to tell me Prince William fuck off what the fuck that is upsetting on so many levels um yeah I mean what do you think do you want to name this horse Stanley or something else what if we name it Tucci okay yeah I have we already done a Stanley I don't think no, so. No, actually, we haven't. We can name this horse Stanley. I was thinking that maybe we had already named a horse Stanley. Oh, okay. Stanley it is. Okay. Okay, I... So... I have another idea. Okay. The Jug-Headed Bay, what if we named it Riverdale? Yeah. Love that. 
Okay. Uh, what were you starting to say? Okay, this is a deep cut that makes no sense, but when I mm-hmm. was in second grade, no. Oh, deep when cut. I was in first grade, on yeah. even deeper cut, early first grade, <laughs> deeper. I it just goes down endlessly. I wrote a few sentences about like a caterpillar transforming into a butterfly. Okay. Like it was to accompany some magazine pictures or something, and I was describing sure. what was happening. It's like some of my earliest writing. And in mm-hmm. it, I spelled butterfly. Uh, yeah. B-U-D-R-F-L-O-I. Booterfloy. Yeah, Booterfloy. Um, and I think we should name one of these horses Booterfloy. <laughs> wow, I love this. I- I'm not sure what about present circumstances reminded you of this <laughs> anecdote, but I'm happy to have the name. Who do you think is Booterfloy? Um, I think the flea bitten dapple with the fly bites. Oh which, yeah, totally. Yeah, I, there's no like really solid connection, but you get it. Yeah, yeah. No, that does make sense. Um. Hmm. Oh boy, should we just name? Should we just name the rest of these after our early writing attempts? <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. Sure. Um, I had like an ongoing serial in my like elementary school writing club about a a, a haunted castle mm-hmm. that I scared myself with so effectively, and the like ghost was named the Boggart. Wow. So yeah. who? Who do you think? Oh, sh- that would have been good for the the uh, bay with the big white white face. Yeah, but you could do so. I just one. I want to put a disclaimer here that this Boggart has no association with a certain author's shitty fantasy school. And oh, was that is that a Harry Potter thing? Yeah. Oh yeah, it sure is. No, this was one G, which I. I think honestly, my mind is based like, like off Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't. If I'm remembering correctly, I'm pretty sure Bogart's like existed, like as a myth, and you know, like many things in the Harry Potter books. Yeah, if that's know. too close to Harry Potter, I'm totally fine. If we want to, okay, um, let's. Yeah, okay. let's. Oh yeah, it's a no. It's a creature from English folklore. No, fuck it. Sh- the okay. turf does not get to keep it. It's okay. ours. Great. It's ours. But I just I just want to be really clear that it oh, is yeah. we are yeah. naming it separate from that cuz fuck that. Yeah, we have a strong um turf's get fucked stance on this podcast which we maintain. Yes. Um um anyways, the one with the the other white face marking. Oh, the like weird drippy star? Yes. Yeah, that's that's actually kind of great. Are you spelling this with one G or two? One G as I did, because again, I'm pretty sure that I stole it from Humphrey Bogart as a child. (laughs) Great, 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 great. Okay, Uh, I wrote a story in third grade where uh, these twin sisters have their Matryoshka dolls stolen, and it turns out it was the neighbors whose last name was Smackerel. was the Smackerels. Okay, 
there's also mm. like no explanation yeah. of who the smackerels are or the background the sisters just like find footprints outside their window and they're like oh it was the smackerels and that's supposed to make sense i guess great I only yeah, know okay. that they were the neighbors because I literally remember thinking that it's not in the story. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, so Smackerel is um, my pitch here. <laughs> that's great. Okay. Because actually we have two dark horses left. Did the Smackerels have individual names or were they just referred to in the plural? No, they were just referred to in the plural. Okay. But, um, but um, the theft of Matreshka dolls was really central, and so maybe they could be Smackerel and Matreshka. Okay, yeah. Um, do you have feelings about one or two for either of them? Um, let's let's put Smackerel first. Okay. Um, and then is this like That's, mackerel? Yes, with it's literally an, spelled oh. like mackerel with an S at the beginning. Okay, and then matryoshka. Yes. Which I spelled right on the first go. Did you? Did you put the Y before the O? No. Wait. It's T R Y O. I mean, here's the thing: it is one of those words that probably has multiple spellings because it's not actually in this alphabet, you know. Yeah. So anything you know, gets, it gets transliterated weirdly. Yeah. But I feel like I typically see it spelled T-R-Y-O-S-H-K-A. Okay, great. Uh, that's those six accounted for. Fantastic. Okay. Um, number seven is a dark bay with weird eye armor and it's maybe carrying like a tent on its back. Like it's a pack yeah, horse it has being a, loaded up. It has a kind of amorphous bundle on it and in the foreground like right in front of this horse there are two men rolling up a tent which is a similar color so w that's some world building for yeah. us free for your enjoyment mm -hmm. um number eight is a chestnut with a white stripe in the and background number nine uh is a chestnut with white on its nose and bad face armor it's not bad. It's kind of a weird shape. It's almost like Art Deco-ish. Like at the top of its face armor, it has kind of a fan shape that is, you know, it. I was going to say that fans, it fans out. That is wow. not helpful. Uh, it covers parts of it, parts of its ears. Why did I call it bad? Um, I don't know. You seem to dislike it. I think it looks... It looks different from all the other armors that we've seen, but it doesn't look bad. Huh. Um, and that's uh, all before another cut, but we can do... Do you want to do just these three or do a few more cuts and then do them? What's the next cut? 10 through 12, and then 13 through let's, 15, let's, and then 16 through okay, let's, 17. Let's do, let's do through 12. Okay, great. Um, number 10 is a hazy, dark horse, uh, being mounted. We, we thought we, cause we saw this horse in a few different paused positions trying to do this. And in every shot, it felt like it's visible eye was extremely gleaming. Yeah. Um, 
And it also has face armor with those metal cheek pieces. Yeah, there. this was like, I think the first cheek piece we really noticed. There are a lot of cheek pieces on the face armor of like every other horse we talk about. Mm-hmm. Not all of them, but a lot of them. But so we're not going to talk about it all the time. But this one, it was very clear. And I think we have a screen cap to post also. I also wrote that the face armor was very ridged. Uh, number 11 is white. That's all I wrote. Uh, it has a standard and a sh- it's got a shield uh, attached to the side of its saddle. Okay, great. And then number 12 is a chestnut that has no face armor, which is unusual. Yes. And um, between 9 and 10, I wrote plus 2 background and then plus 1 background. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Number- okay, I have an idea... Oh, you didn't you say you wanted to do through 12 yeah, for naming? Yeah, so I was just going to say number seven. What are we naming it? Oh, I see. Um, <laughs> I have been chronological long enough. Thank you. I would like to jump around because I have an idea. Okay. What's your idea? The dark horse with the beautiful gleaming eye. It kind of immediately made me think of there's a December song called shiny and the chorus is tell me why you lied and what it is you do to keep your eyes all shiny Mm. and so i thought maybe we could name it like december or decemberist or something yeah the album that's on is is called five usually the decemberists have great album titles but this one is called five songs which is not very exciting okay i think december is a great name in general um and is a good name for this horse okay great what else you got um rose leaf for the white one. Oh my god you were actually writing horse hosies yeah <laughs> yeah okay a warrior cat's name if ever i've heard one rose leaf love it yep um <laughs> should we just carry on with the well this is more i guess i'm leaning red wall rather than it's fine. um but what if we need one comfrey Oh, yeah. Um, let's name the chestnut with no face armor Comfrey because it feels more, you know, organic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, so that leaves... Oh, what do we... Oh, what should, what should we name the one with the tent? That's a great, like... Yeah, we need a good, like, a good word association here. Um, Bivouac? Ooh. That's or we option. could name it like a lot of the like tent companies have great names like yeah Patagonia. and there's um tent you know materials and just like camping in Steak. general and pack <sighs> tarp packing. tarp the horse <laughs> I was thinking more like canvas but uh we can name it tarp, tarp. if you would I think like we... <laughs> forget bivouac I think we have to name it tarp okay tarp what? Okay, well, hear me out. Uh huh. <laughs> what if we named number eight Paul, and then number nine Lynn? So all in order it would be Tarpaulin. <laughs> okay, that is very funny. But also to steal a line from you, we can't name that horse after my dad, and we can't name that horse after my mom. You just named both of my parents. <laughs> 
yeah, we sure did. God damn it, but Tarball, Tarballin, it's right there. No, that's fair. We can't, I did, I did say that I wouldn't name a horse after my dad, and so you could say that we're not going to name a horse after your dad and a horse after your mom. I'm sorry. I was so caught up in the joke that I forgot. It was just so funny because... You said, like, what if we named this horse Paul? And I was getting ready to say, like, we can't name this horse after my dad. And then you were like, and what if we named the next horse Lynn? And I was like, this cannot be happening. Oh, I'm so sorry. I just got, like, the joke blinders because I was so excited about Tarpaulin. I mean, no, let's let's do it. I think we have to now. Oh, my God. You could never tell them. No, I will. Okay, like, what hey, if we you gave know that them weird like... podcast I make that I don't like to listen to? I named some horses after you guys. What if we we could give them like Middle Earth spellings to soften the blow? Mm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Lynn is just gonna be L I N then. Yeah, and P- Paul could be P O L, uh, a lot. Um, another unfortunate fantasy franchise. <laughs> Great. Um, I pronounced his name Paul though. Do you say Paul or Paul? They call him Paul, don't they? In the thief? Oh, no, no, no. Is that what you're talking about? No, the thief is a wonderful fantasy franchise. I'm referring to Game of Thrones. Oh, I yeah, I don't know shit about Game of Thrones. Oh my god, I can't wait for Eugenides the horse. Oh, fuck. But yeah, I realize the thief is not unfortunate. I... Just I jumbled your word order, and I was thinking about. It's a, it's okay to always be thinking about Megan Will and Turner's The Thief. I was thinking about. I can't say anything because of spoilers. I don't know what the fuck is going on at the library. I have had a hold a, pl- a hold placed for the fifth book. Oh fuck! I bought it. I have it in my house and I haven't read Can it I yet. Can I just borrow it? Because I am trying to not buy books. I have had a whole place in the library and it has been pending for like yeah. three months. I mean, I have my package to you has been pending for three months because I can't <laughs> get off my ass and go to the post office. So... <laughs> Maybe I will put the book in the package and then you can send it back to me. Yeah, for sure. When you have finished reading it. Yes, yes, yes. Um, anyways, uh, yes. The thief character named P-O-L, I pronounce it. It's Paul, yes. Right. Yes, yes. Um, but yes. Okay. Um. New horses. Is that That's that's it. Okay, great. Okay. Number. Oh, and then there's plus three background and plus four background. Yeah. And, and plus, then plus five, five background. <laughs> plus so three, plus four, plus five. Yeah. Horses. Okay, number 13 is a bay with rider. It is tossing its head. It's quite red. It has um, like a very black uh, nose and lip situation and has face armor. 14 uh, is just white and is unmounted 15 is a bay also Sorry, unmount- 14 also i wrote glowing in the sun okay i will amend the notes white comma glowing in the sun comma okay no writer and 15 is a bay with that cheek piece face armor and also no writer yes and then uh, there's another cut and okay. we have 16 and 17 Okay, 16. I'm very excited. 
is... About 16. A, what I described as a charbroiled bay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and what I mean by that is I think it's technically a bay because I don't know what else to call it, but there's a lot of black on it. It just it just looks like it's been, you know, charbroiled. Yeah. It had quite a narrow nose, I think we said, and also the face armor with cheek pieces. Oh, interesting. I described it as a lanky horse with a skinny jaw. Hmm. Okay. The fallibility of uh, human perception. Yeah. And then 17, we actually can't tell you what color this horse is because it might as well be like a cardboard standee of a horse. It is a perfect silhouette in the background. Yeah. Yeah, I just wrote silhouette of a horse, and I think that is also what you wrote. That's, yeah, that's that's it. We can't give you anything else about it, um, but it was too perfectly encapsulated to be an unnamed background horse, so we're naming it. Um, and then there's another major cut after that, so we should name these. Okay. 13, that bay, the reddish bay, tossing its head. Mm-hmm. Um... Oh, this is Windrider. Oh, okay, yeah. The original Windrider was uh, a, a fiery bay. Oh, um, wow. You know, with a mane yeah. that was very, like, flowing in the wind, and so that the head tossing works well. Yeah. Um. Okay. Uh, I have a pitch for white glowing in the sun. Sun I'll glow. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Keep, let's keep, okay, keep going, keep going. 15. Uh, 15. Paisley. Paisley? We've done parsley, but not paisley. Yeah, totally, I mean, similar words, but totally different things. Paisley, sage, rosemary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, uh, 16. Uh, charbroiled bay. Um... Can I pitch you on this? Yes, please. When I hear charbroiled, I associate it with Cajun food. Oh, interesting. So what if we either, so what if we gave the horse a name from like Cajun food? Yeah. Like we could name the horse like gumbo or etouffee. Yeah. Or, um. Beignet. Yeah, I was just thinking beignet. Or jambalaya. Is jambalaya also Cajun? It is great i haven't you know i never lived near there and i'm not very familiar we could name it rue which would be very cute as in the um the base of a gravy which is a very cajun thing i do like rue as it as a name like it's just it's cute you know yeah okay let's do rue yeah okay let's let's do rue um and then the the perfect silhouette yeah what if we named this one Plato? Mm, oh, like the philosopher. Yeah, because it's like the sha- it's like the right. shadow. Yeah. On the cave wall. Um Is that too is that too like uh Wait, have we named a horse LaCroix yet? <laughs> uh we have not. Can you tell me can you explain <laughs> your Yeah, there's there's this meme uh that has like the Plato's cave set up and oh. it's like actual fruits oh, no. are casting oh. shadows on the cave is. wall. And that's what LaCroix is. 
What if we name it Plato's? What if we? What if we give it a racehorse name and named it Plato's Lacroix? Yeah, great. Okay, great. Um, and then we have made it a full ten ten seconds, and we're at one forty nine thirty four now. <laughs> and we've named seventeen horses already. It's disheartening. Uh, this is when we're into the the meat of the scene now. Thaden and oh yeah, because walk- that that is all just scene setting. That is like yeah, the camera, you know, pans a, in a few places to establish like everyone is getting ready, and then mm-hmm. enter stage left. Thaden and Aemer. <laughs> and they and they enter from a tent, and yes. they're preparing the muster to leave. And then right here we get some great shots of Firefoot and Snowmane. Um, Firefoot, who I just always want to talk about because I think Firefoot is really cool, but also because I had an important Firefoot realization, Mm -hmm. which is that I'm speculating, you know, Firefoot has a dark mane, but a pale horsehair swag. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's to match Aemir's hair. Yeah. They look good together. They look good together. And this scene is the most that we see Carl Urban on a horse. Yeah, yeah, we were talking about that too because we've seen a lot of his, his like stunt writer, and I don't know if that's for scheduling issues or for like actor comfort safety, because pretty much the only part of it too is this is the first time we've seen I think Carl Urban on the horse. From the side. Every other time we've seen Carl Urban riding Firefoot, he has been riding, like, towards the camera, and that's it. Mm-hmm. Um, Snowmane also has some, like, absolutely fucking sick face armor here. Yeah. And also just, like, the whole... Um, God, we should really learn some of the words for this. The, like, blanket armor? Yeah. The horse body or or warmer. Yeah, he's got like a like a like a horse cape. Yeah, like more, a reinforced more yeah, more a armored. Reinforced. Okay. <laughs> um and we also see Stibba, Mary's pony, which we had a big debate amongst ourselves about Stibba continuity. We believe this to be the same Stibba. Um, yeah, I initially assumed that it must be um a a different horse in the initial scene because we first see him with size double Mary. And no, no, no. We first see him with... Oh, sorry. Now, currently, we see Stibba with size double Mary. Yes. The like, at the beginning of this saw... scene, yes. we see him with size double Mary. And when I see a size double hobbit, I assume... That then I am seeing a pony size horse. But it's that Stibba, when we first saw Stibba, Stibba and Mary had been digitally inserted into a scene and therefore sized down. Right. That's, yeah, that's not actually, I mean, yes, I assumed that, I don't want to have this conversation again. <laughs> I assumed <laughs> that it had to be a different horse than that original scene because that was you know, full-size Stibba because it was actual Dominic Monaghan on him. They yeah. were just both, you know, CG'd 
down. Yeah. And because size double Mary was here, then it must be smaller stibba, but it's not. They just use the same stibba and the sizing is actually a little like inconsistent. Wonky. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. That's it. We covered it. We don't have so, to talk yep. about it anymore. <laughs> um, Stibba's great though. And I love getting some close-ups. Like we see close-ups of his head and like his weird like T-strap bridle. Um, yeah. That yeah. I like. That I, um, you can see that on like the center of the forehead strap, there are like four little holes as if there used to be like a metal, like medallion or ornament there that has been removed, um, which is interesting. I don't know if that's because it was, you know, an extant bridal that they modified because that particular medallion looked anachronistic um or, or if it's meant if to like show that they were scrounging look, up yeah uh supplies for mary yeah what they had i don't know but it's nice yeah. okay speaking and then we get more background horses yes you want to start us off with 18 yes 18 oh is yeah a... sorry um did you mean more oh no there were there was one foreground and one background between 17 and Theta and Naomaran entering, but then we're, then we're at. Yes. I'm sorry. I'm doing a bad job of calling out the unnamed background horses. They're there. They don't have my heart. Um, (laughs) 18 is a bay with, I've written stocking. White socks. I have, yeah, well, I have that too. Let me read the whole thing. I have a bay with stocking, fat blaze over one vertical half of nose and rear white socks. Okay, I don't know what stocking means. I I think maybe I'm just talking about it being a bay and it is darker at the bottom. Mm. What is your what do you have for eighteen? Bay with half white nose, very stark white hind socks. Okay, which would imply I mean the the starkness implies high contrast because it's a bay and it has those points. That's yeah, why I'm choosing to the, interpret that. Right, the very stark was actually about the half white nose. Mm. Yeah, it is interesting because it is, like I said, it's like vertically over half its nose instead of, um, I think when it's facing us, it's on the left half of its nose, which is kind of a cool little marking. Yeah, I was going to say it was on the right, but I could be absolutely wrong. We don't know what we're talking about at all. It doesn't matter. What's 19? It's on half of its nose. Uh, Chestnut with eyebrow ridges on its face armor. Uh, and then 20 is a dark horse with kind of white around the lips and a cloaked rider. Mm-hmm. Um, specific, I wrote dark bay specifically with a white lower lip, but yeah. Uh, 21 is a white horse Uh, there's, hold on, there's a cut, um, oh. there's a cut in there. We get another close-up of Stibba. This is Mary and Theoden talking. This is Theoden telling Mary to stay behind and Mary saying, um, but I want to go and fight. Um, and I mention it because ouchie and also because we see Stibba a little more closely up and you can see he's got little, his little dapples very well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then 21 is a white ish horse with a scale nail face armor, uh, gray, like pretty gray lips, but a light muzzle overall. Mm-hmm. Um, 22 is a chestnut that um, looks like it just has way more tack on its head than it needs 
It has cheek peaks armor and a left hind half cannon, but it also looks like it, there's just like more straps and buckles and pieces of leather there than we've seen on other horses. I don't really know what's going yeah, on. Yeah, I, I wrote overwrought and very busy. <laughs> Damn, fucking destroyed. <laughs> 23 is a chestnut with a right front half cannon and a left hind coronet. Um, And do, do we keep going here? How far? Yeah, at this 23, um, yeah, there's a cut after 24, so we should go through 24. Okay. 23, are you, sorry, are you, were you done with 23 yes. or were you going to talk about its no, nose? I'm, uh, what about its nose? It has a, a kind of interesting nose marking. We described it as diagonal because we're seeing it from the side. Like it has more white at its lip than it does above its nose. Like it is narrowest at its nose and then spreads out over its face. Mm. I've got a horse diagram that makes so much sense. Okay, I are you are you positive that that is 23 and not 24? Yes. It's the horse that was previously 22 before 21 was discovered. Hmm. I don't know why I didn't write anything about its nose. And then for 20 cuz 24 is the the, the dark one where horse, the blaze, right? yeah, with the white blaze that kind of skirts its nostril. Yeah, yeah, that's that's a different thing. Okay, that is a different. I thing. have okay. Yeah, I have okay. very dark okay. horse. Okay, cool. Okay, I just yeah, I just I don't know why I missed that. Anyways, uh, so yes, then twenty four is a very dark horse with a white blaze that kind of skirts its nostril before like getting narrower again i don't know how else to describe it and a very glossy leg yeah the, i mean the horse in general looks like it might be glossy but it's got one leggy forward and it's just and shining the like the fucking it. sun yeah yeah and then there's three unnamed horses yes okay okay so do you have a pitch for any of these um let's name the shiny horse your loss because that feels like a shiny name Okay. Um, what about um overwrought, busy? Sorry, are, are you suggesting that we name that horse overwrought? No, I'm asking what you want to name the oh, horse, wh- which you just yes. des- you described like it's middle school bully. Uh huh. <sighs> um, I'm trying to think about like names for. Um, Patterns and things like, like we could just name it tacky and like brocade. Have we named a horse brocade yet? No, we haven't. We could name it brocade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that white horse with the scale mail faced armor. Yeah. Um. Oh, uh, can we name it, what's a dragon name you like from, like, something else? Oh, shit. Um, god, I'm absolutely blanking being put on the spot, and the only thing I can think of is Sephira from That's fucking Christopher Palace. That's literally the, one I, was <laughs> oh the only one I could think of! <laughs> okay, we have to name the 
Mars or Saphira, then I don't like those books. I just read them a lot as a kid. Yeah. I was My cousin and I, for a couple of years, we we used the name of that villain from that series as, like, a shorthand for, like, someone we thought was being a jerk. Like, Uh... boy, that guy's being a real Galbatorix. (laughs) (laughs) Which is... Wow. Yeah. Okay. Um, Yeah, just... My pull there is just scale male, and scales reminded me of dragon scales. Yeah, what is wrong with both of us? We are here hosting a fantasy podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, oh man, I'm thinking about now, like, other good dragon names. Like, I, as I recall, like, the, um, did you ever read, like, Dragon Riders of Pern? I think so. I'm pretty sure that those dragons had good names. Probably, but... Not as memorable as Sephira, I guess. Uh, can oh my god, can I read you some Dragon Rider of Pern names? Yeah. Um, Manoli, mm. Jacksum, mm-hmm. Minaminth, mm. Redis, mm-hmm. Thalar, mm. Pymior, mm-hmm. Thalesson. Oh, I do like that one. Okay, can you hear yeah. that? Can you hear the apostrophe there? Yeah, is that is that an F apostrophe? Oh yeah, yeah. Falesen, uh, Lessa, Robinton, Fenor. Falesen and Lessa feel similar to me. I'm sure those are like related dragons. Yeah, well, so whatever the is. you know Lessa means in Elvish, like that's <laughs> <laughs> you know. <laughs> Fenor, Siebel, Ruth, Rayma. Wait, Ruth? Hmm. Ruth. Okay. Ruth the dragon. Uh, and Shara. I like, how's Shara spelled? S-H-A-R-R-A. Okay, cool. We'll use some of those for future horses. Okay. And now, uh, so we have Sephira Brocade and your loss. We still have this white one with the tw- number 23. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. With the right front half cannon, left hind cornet, and the white nose marking situation that you noted and I did not. Um, diagonal nose. Yes, diagonal nose. Uh, Old diagonal nose. <laughs> Names. Oh, Bevel. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, that's great. Okay. And then we still I have actually, the... I, in my list, that's one uh-huh. of the names I wrote down was Bevel. Oh my god. <laughs> and then we have the earlier three. Oh Fat right, Blaze, 18, 19, and 20. Sorry, yes. Chestnut. Mm-hmm. Let's... That bay with the half-white nose, number 18, I want, you know, mm-hmm. a good, I want a good name there. Yeah. What about Harlequin? Because it's like half, like a Harlequin, like mm. Harlequin pattern. Yeah. Are you okay with that? Yeah, I'm just scanning, you know, my list and those dragon names to see if anything else like feels better to me. But I'm I'm good with Harlequin. Okay. Is it Harlequin or Harlequin? I always say Harlequin. Do I say that? Oh, wrong or do you say? I that don't wrong? know. Oh god, only one of us can be right, unless it's one of those things that's pronounced multiple ways. Probably it's pronounced both ways. 
Okay. Uh, moving on. Um, Number 19. Chestnut with the eyebrow ridges. Let's call this one chicory. Hold on. I, I, I'm I sorry. I can't rest until I know. Oh my god. I was being so good and not making a big deal out of a word thing. It's Harlequin. Wow. Fucked up. Okay. <laughs> what did you suggest? Chicory. Oh, cute. Who's that for? Number 19. The chestnut with the oh, eyebrow ridges. The chestnut chicory. The chicory chestnut? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds good. Mm-hmm. Mm. And then last but not least, Lessa. something about how... Oh, Lassa from the dragon names? Or Blossom or Lilypad. <laughs> oh my god. I I like the, like, when it's, like, just the lips are colored because it looks like it's been drinking from something. Like it has, like, a milk mustache. Mm-hmm. Lily lips. <laughs> Lily lips it is. <laughs> Fucking great. Okay. 25, I guess. <laughs> we don't have to. I just... Oh, no, it's it's recorded. It's, uh, it will be remembered. Okay, 25 is a black horse, I think. That's it. There are not very many black horses. We usually yeah, but just it's say like... a very dark horse. This one seems pretty black, mm-hmm. but, like, the lighting is so weird through all of this that I cannot say anything with 100% certainty and it is stomping its hind foot. It's got lots to say. Mm-hmm. Um, 26 is an elk-nosed white horse. Elk-nosed is um, one of those words we learned from the head confirmation thing, meaning it has a convex face um, and it has a dark gray mane. Okay. I don't remember what no, this one had a very concave face. Con, hold on. Is con, concave like it's caved in? Yes, like Arabian. Yes, I was mixing up concave and convex. And I, concave. I didn't, I don't think Elkno's referred to the, the concavity, but rather it's, like, I thought the elk nose one had this really sort of, like, rounded, sort of bulbous nose. Yeah, but I feel like that's a function of it being concave. Because it, like, think, shortens the... shortens the. I... no, I think... I mean, I think it also ends up making it concave, but I don't think, like, every concaved face horse is elk nosed. Is elk nosed. Yes, that's fair, but this one looks elk nosed. Right, based. We'll tweet the picture. Okay, but it's I disagree. Like, but I am willing. Like to... it has, it has the horse equivalent. We talked about this during the thing, and you said it was elk nose, didn't you? No, we talked about it... a different one having that like big cheek, and I was like, oh, we talked about snow mane, which you said was maybe the one Being platter jawed, platter jawed, and I disagreed with that. Yeah, which is fair and fine. It feels like this horse has the horse equivalent of a snubby or upturned nose. Okay. Okay. 27. Uh. <laughs> 27. Uh-huh. Tell me about it. Is a uh-huh. very high contrast bay that is right. a uh, creamy light brown. Yeah. And it has a front left coronet and a hind pastern and a horrible saddlecloth that looks like half a fleece tie blanket. 
And that's and it to that's say about all. that horse, huh? That's all. That's yep. weird because I'm looking all. at. That's weird because I'm looking at my that's notes and I, I do have something say. written down in caps from this horse. I, if you are gonna quote me, I said nothing. You, there are no available quotations. The quote is Joey said buckskin. <laughs> it's not a buckskin. Did- it. It, I did, I quoted, I wrote in quotes, Buckskin Bay, because it is just mm-hmm. a significantly lighter bay than we typically see. And I don't think anyone has ever claimed to see a buckskin in Middle Earth, but it seems that maybe we can use buckskin as an adjective to describe a certain look of horse. Maybe. Comparative to what's out there in the pool? Maybe. Anyway, okay, so interesting. that's this horse. Uh, 28. You want to tell us mm-hmm. about it? It's white, and it has a uh, kind of mottled nose, pink and gray. Mm-hmm. Coming toward the camera. Um, plus one in the foreground that is like a white horse running across the screen. And uh... there's one more in this before this break. Okay, 29 which is, a is a... Dark horse, maybe a bay. It's very dark, but it is a little lighter and therefore like browner on its face. So I think that means it's a bay. Uh, yeah, we thought maybe it was a seal brown because we couldn't see its undercarriage, but we see it as it's moving and we can confirm it is not. And sorry, there's actually one more than that in this, which is a weirdo. Okay, you talk about that one. Uh, horse number 30, which we are pretty fucking sure is the horse actor from 24, Your Loss Again. It's the, um, very dark with a white blaze that follows the curve of its nose and it's pretty glossy. But continuity-wise, canonically speaking, it's a different horse. Yeah. Fictionally. And here it has, um, cheek, it has eyebrow ridge face armor, which Your Loss did not have. Did it not? I don't think so. Okay. I don't think we actually, like, noted it one way or the other. The, but the order the order jumps around such that but, yeah. it cannot be the same horse, and it's not surrounded by the other horses that it, yes, it but previously it, was. Yes, but it so. is, we think it is played by the same horse actor. Um, yeah. Okay. Let's see. Oh, here. I have, I have a pitch for mm-hmm. the horse played by the horse actor who portrays Yorlas. Uh-huh. Which is uh the Le Miz character in Yorlas. Because they are similar uh. sounding. Okay. Um who else do we got? What should Sorry, we name the buckskin? You... Wait. hmm Spell that for me. It's E N J O. And then is it is it is it L R A S or is it R L A S? Oh oh oh! It sure is L R A S. In Yol Ross. Yes. Okay. In yes. How the? Uh, hey, you speak some French. It would be like Enjolras hmm. if that's actually a French name. Sure. I've seen Lemis enough times. I should know this. I haven't seen it at all. I just see that name on Twitter a lot. <laughs> yeah. Damn true. <laughs> Uh, the pronunciation says Angel Ross. Yeah. Jay feels wrong. I don't know. Okay. I still... I mean, a J this... in French is 
you know, it's, it's a soft, it's a, it's a soft. Right. right. The, this pronunciation I was listening to definitely had it as like a hard, a DJ sound. Yeah. Um, I feel that even though the joke is now more tenuous, I think we should just keep it. Yeah, that's fine. I'm, I'm good with that. Um, okay. So, um, let's name, uh, the high contrast bay Cassia. Okay. C-A-S-S-I-A. The high contrast bay number 27. Hmm. Okay. Who in here is a, like, uh, Fulmar or whatever dragon name? Uh, I don't know, but the white one with the mottled nose skin is Blossom. Okay. These are, you're pulling horse OCs now. Yeah, but like horse OCs that I just wrote down, you know, in the last hour. Yeah. Um, sorry, you said Falar? Uh, well. The one you want, or Fenor, or Falesin. Let's do, let's do Falar. Okay. I think Falar is the white one with the dark gray mane and tail. Number 26. The horse that may or may not be elk-nosed. Yes. Falar. Okay, great. Um, I think Roharen might, well, okay. That could be the, like, black horse. Yeah, stomping its hind foot. I was going to say is either Roharen or Tower. Mm. I don't I mind. Roharen has has some good drama to it. Right, right. And we very seldom see like actual like fully black horses. Yeah. I think I'm leaning Roharen for that. Okay, great. Um and then 29 is what we have left. Uh yes. The uh, fake fake seal. What if we named it Walrus because it wasn't a seal? Okay, we could do that, but what if we name it Falesin because it's less than a seal? <laughs> like, right. Like... Okay. Yeah, Falesin. <laughs> okay. Um, and there's more horses. There are more horses. Um. First, there's, there's a... a zoom in on Mary. Yeah. Horses are moving all around him, and he looks forlorn and lost. Which yeah. Which he is. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number 31 is a white horse that is grayer toward the back. Yeah. Um, its rider has a hat. We disagreed about the hat. Uh, did we? Yeah. <laughs> what... What was the nature? I of said it looked like a tricorn hat, and you said oh, it looked like one. a big, like like floppy... a cavalier hat, like a three musketeers right. hat. Right. Who yeah. would have guessed that we would have had creative differences? Um. What's uh? Mm, mm-hmm. What's his name? Oh, which he? Oh, are you going for a musketeer name? Yes. It's Porthos. Uh, Athos and Aramis, said... but no, D'Artagnan. Was... D'Artagnan. I think oh, D'Artagnan is a great name for this horse. This horse, D'Artagnan. Okay, let me see if I can spell D'Artagnan without looking it up. I don't think so. D apostrophe A R T A G N O N. D'Artagnan. N A N. It's all A's. 
Yes. That's too many. It's all, Save some it's for the rest A's of us. all the way down, baby. <laughs> <laughs> okay, D'Artagnan, great. And then 32 is a dark bay. Uh, the rider is fully helmetless, which I think you refer to as going commando. <laughs> which is upsetting. I just... Uh-huh. No, you don't need to, you don't need to explain yourself. I think we all understand. Mm-hmm. Number... Oh, and then we have a McGillowen sighting. Yes. Yes, we do. We had some intense uh, discussion about this because we had been assuming, I think, that Eowyn was now riding a different horse. Uh, but right. we are fairly certain at this point that this is McGillowen. This is the horse that she was mm-hmm. like leading on the way we, to home. We did we did a really close side by side analysis with shots of McGillowen, um, like from different from different scenes in yeah. this horse, and we are we are pretty confident it's her. Yeah, we'll we'll post a screen cap of that situation. <laughs> part of part of what secured it, aside from all the like technical details, is both of us at the first appearance of this horse were very charmed by her. Like both of us described what we could see of the horse as very charming, and that's and then, how we initially felt about McGillowen too. Like that's yeah. just what that horse does to you: is you see it yeah. and you think, "Wow, that horse is charming and pretty." Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, and we discovered that that horse is played by horse actor Dublin. Oh, yeah. I'd forgotten about that. Yeah. Oh, well, we should name one of these horses Dublin. Yeah, but not McGillowen because that's her name is McGillowen. Her name is McGillowen. Yeah. Um, um, okay. Yeah, so this but is. then. Sorry. Go this, ahead. Oh, I was just going to say this is when Eowyn. All these horses are, like, charging past Mary, and Eowyn just scoops him right up like a lacrosse ball. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it's great, too. It's, it's funny because, like, we were going through this, you know, as frame by frame as is possible with our limited playing and pausing controls, and I had noticed... Like this rider behind Mary with their like hand out to the side, but I didn't. I had forgotten that the next thing coming up was Eowyn like in disguise scooping him up. So I thought that that rider was just you know in the middle of something else, <laughs> and and then it happened. And it's very funny to see these shots of like the hand getting closer and then Mary's face like as he gets grabbed, scooped. It's great. Yeah. Right, I think, before he actually gets scooped, there's a chestnut, number 33, there's a chestnut. And I wrote that the ends of the bit um, were shaped kind of like crescents. Not exactly, but kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And there's a... a, a, Hold on, we'll finish off. There's one other named horse here. Number 34... There's a chestnut with a gray nose and a vibrant color. And then there's a bunch of unnames because there's a lot of horses moving very quickly. So I think we ended up here with plus four, plus three, plus one, plus one. Oh. That is nine. Uh, so lots of background horses. 
And then let's name these two because the rest of the group are kind of like all together. So let's do 33 and 34 before the column okay. writes by. Hey, oh, and 32. Did we not write? Oh, yeah. No, because we, we, we named yet. D'Artagnan like as we went, just because right, I right. had a had a thought. Because inspira- when inspiration strikes. Yeah, exactly. Um, um, can we call number 32 Pine Barrens? Okay. <laughs> uh, continuing Ring Clar's pine theme. Um, yeah, and just I was I was looking for inspiration and I was looking at this book of uh frogs and toads stickers that I have. Um, and there's a frog called the Pine Barrens tree frog. Mm. And I thought Pine Barrens would be a fun name. And because this writer is helmetless, it made me think of, you know, being without something like barren and and so oh so yeah pine barrens i'm definitely thinking not pine barrens the geological or the geographic feature but the barren of the pines oh, yeah the barony of the pines yeah the pine barrens which is some extremely like sealy court shit yeah dang okay uh, um, number, yeah. I would Go like ahead. to name 34 Dublin because of the vibrant color. Feels nice. Oh, okay. Yeah. But like a little gray too. A little rainy. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, 33 has those crescent shaped sort of... Pillsbury? Bits. Mm, <laughs> I'll accept it if you want. You don't sound thrilled <laughs> about it. Do you have something locked and loaded? And yet you shoot down Pillsbury? <sighs> I can we call it croissant? I just don't want to name something after a brand. I think that's we have, my that's, that's fair. That's okay, my yeah, complaint. we can we can name it croissant. Okay. Okay. Great. And then we have our last shot or our last group of named horses. So the column yes. is writing by we we didn't talk about this I think very clearly earlier. We do see several shots of Theoden's like retinue writing with him, people uh, who are wearing Yes. The the people who are not named characters writing directly around Theoden and wearing like the fanciest, most matched sets of armor. Mm-hmm. We're interpreting that as his retinue. Very frequently, we've seen him writing. There's a whole group of, like, chestnuts all dressed the same. So we have elected not to count Theoden's retinue. So we see some of his retinue yeah, go by. Yeah, because we are assuming that we named those horses, like, in the Helm's Deep scenes, basically. And yes. have just kind of held that over since then. Right. Right. Um, 35, you who you briefly teased. Do you want to yes, go ahead and do they, it? Yes, there is a legit <laughs> cart horse. As they ride past in the background, there's a cart horse attached to a cart. It's got that big collar yoke thing on. And it's a bay with a blaze and a floofy, in quotes, mane. Um, that's, it's just, it's a fucking iconic, like, the yeah. epitome of a cart horse. He's playing the classics, you know? Yeah. Okay. Tell us about 36. 36 is a dark gray dapple with a lighter face, and it has the cheek piece face armor. Mm-hmm. 
Uh, 37 is a white slash gray horse with a white mane and tail, um, gray ankles, and a very naked chest. So many of these horses have like chest straps, and this one did not, and it was noticeable. Yep. And last but not least is 38, a dark horse with stick legs. Yeah, it looks like I it's got sticks for literally, legs. Literally, who knows? Dark horse stick legs. It's yep. 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 Oh, oh shit. You know what we should name that dark horse with stick legs? Stick legs? What's that? <laughs> oh, stick legs. Sorry, uh, what's go ahead. that? What's that Welsh tradition where they put a horse skull on a big stick and ride it through town and it's kind of scary but sick? That Welsh? Yeah. Uh, Mari, Mari, Mari Lude. Oh, yes. Uh. It is Welsh. Yes. Um, I, I think. Let me look up the pronunciation here. So it's Lude is that second word, I believe. Um, I'm looking at the IPA. Uh, and it's, uh, a, a Vari, a Vari Lude. Well, so it says the Mari Lewid, but then it says in parentheses Welsh Ivari Lewid because mm. those first, like the is, you know, an English word. And in Welsh, that's just the letter Y. And then Mari is like originally spelled with an F in Welsh, I guess. But it's pronounced like a, a V. Okay, that makes but, sense. But Mari Lewid is... You know, the sort of hybrid English-Welsh word term situation, it seems. Um, yes. Do What do you want to... Do you want to call this Lewid? Or... We could do... Yeah, that feels... That feels good. Okay. That feels like the, the part of this that I am most certain of, even it's though it's the weirdest spelled. Um, yeah. Please for, feel free to uh, add us and correct our... Uh, yeah. pronunciation. Um, what about this classic cart horse? Tower. Okay. It's the tower supporting cart horses. It's, you know, it's, it's an icon. It's a, it's a tower. It's a symbol for cart horses everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the dapple and the, um, the white horse. I mean, horse. really it's two, it's two dapples. They're just different. You know, different levels yeah, they of dappled. Yeah, differently, yeah. Um, okay, I have... Some other names I have are uh, Snow Pea, um, Marzipan. I like Snow Pea for the lighter of the two. The 37? Yes. Yeah. I like Marzipan. I don't I don't know We're if not, Marzipan yeah, we is don't have Marzipan here, here yet. Hold on, hold on to it for later. Stick okay. it in your pocket. Okay. Um, have... Uh, oh, what about Elagost? Oh, that's perfect. Yeah, I love that. Okay. Okay, and I will cross that off the list. Okay, great. Um, That is everyone that is named. Unfortunately, that is not the end of the horses today. No. So we cut uh, from, you know, all these like close up sorts of shots to... Hell. To horse to hell. To hell. To a nightmare... <laughs> overhead like very wide shot of just streams of horses like heading out from the rows of tents 
And do you remember back in Fellowship where a river kind of metaphorically turned into a horse? Uh-huh. This is if a river literally turned into a or bunch of horses. horses turned into a river? No. That uh-uh. stayed horses? <laughs> <laughs> um, it's so many horses and we did our very best to We really tried. <laughs> we really them. tried. We had a system. Yes. So first we tried just both counting. I gave up very quickly. I gave up slightly less quickly, but only slightly. <laughs> because it's the number, it's the number, it's the kind of counting where it's like my brain refuses to hold on to this task. Yeah. So then we counted a section where we could, we felt we could see them the most easily. And, and was then, self-contained. So we agreed upon the yes. the, the boundaries of what so we were counting then very easily. We kind of thought of that as like a, a horse stamp and figured out, you know, how many sections there were of that many horses. And, you know, doing our best to adjust for like distance and density. Yeah. How many times if I was making this in Photoshop with the clone tool, would I need to click? Sixty? Mm, is that right? No, because you're you're cloning they're because they're you're 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 using a I don't, stamp. Right. I don't remember any of our numbers. Yes. I so don't remember the, the number the... of the horses in the stamp and I don't remember how many stamps we decided <laughs> okay. there were. Okay. Uh so the number of horses we decided was in the stamp, the blueprint, as it were, was mm-hmm. sixty horses. Okay. We then counted twenty of that stamp. Oh right, yes. And so For a total Of 1,200 horses. This is definitely, I will say, this is feels like the single instance where our math has been the squishiest. I feel like we approached it admirably and methodically and courageously, much like the Rohirrim riding into battle. But, you know, some things are bigger than us, like 1,200 horses. Yeah. Uh, We'll post the screen caps so you can see what, you know, what we were dealing with. And here's the thing. We know... Because Theoden said in that earlier scene that there are approximately 6,000 horses because he said 6,000 spears and every one of these people is like a mounted rider. So Mm -hmm. 1,200 is not all of them. It's just the horses that were on screen in that one shot. And it may be that there are supposed to be more horses in that scene. And we really underestimated. But also... There aren't actually that many horses in that scene. Like, I mean, no, there, we know there's not 1,200 live horses there. Right. Like, that is CG to some extent or something because we know that they did oh, not. Oh, it definitely is. It they definitely did not is. I think use it's. 1,200 horses in the movie. I, I think you can tell too. Um, yeah. I think. Which yeah, is, although which is not, not as a, much which as is some not a of knock, their you know? CG. Okay, that one was a knock, but... (laughs) Yeah, I'm not afraid to knock anything about those movies. That I love very much and admire many things about them and will continue to be so critical of. Oh, yeah, totally. I, like, when we talk about, like, oh, the CGI looks bad, Mm -hmm. I'm just... I think of my one friend who works in... CGI and also people who talk about CGI work on Twitter, which is like the department that 
labor-wise, has to, like, handle a lot of the <laughs> problems of film production, uh, usually at the highest speed and the lowest, um, it, it, it's, like, the, the part of the industry, like, most rife with crunch in a way that I want to, mm. you know, yeah. just be personally aware of. Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, my my general take is that I don't want people to have to work harder to make CG better. I think people should use less CG. <laughs> yeah, totally. My I, Joey's out here with the homemade sign that says Lord of the Rings should have had 6,000 actual <laughs> discrete horses in it. And I will count! <laughs> I just think yeah. you could choose not to have three actors run through a literal avalanche of skulls and then you would not have to make that happen on CG. <laughs> you know? Yeah, choices everywhere, huh? Much like yeah. human skulls forming an avalanche. Yeah. Okay. okay. So let's okay, let's keep going. So math-wise today, um uh-huh. we named 38 horses. Yes. Should we total up our unnames really unnamed unnameds really fast? Yes, yes, okay. Yes. Uh, let me read them aloud to you and will you do the math as is our tradition? Uh yeah, let me pull up my calculator cuz there are enough numbers that I don't want to just head or hand it. Mhm. Ugh. <laughs> um okay, go ahead. Okay, plus 2. Mhm. Plus 2. Mhm. Plus one. Mm-hmm. Plus three. Mm-hmm. Plus four. Mm-hmm. Plus five. Mm-hmm. Plus one plus one. Mm-hmm. Do, 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 do. Plus three. Mm-hmm. Plus one. Mm-hmm. Plus four. Mm-hmm. Plus two. Mm-hmm. Plus one. Mm-hmm. Plus one. Mm-hmm. Plus one. Mm-hmm. Plus three. Mm-hmm. Plus one. Mm-hmm. 36. Okay, 36 unnamed. Wow, more named more horses than, than unnamed. unnamed horses. Well, besides the 1,200. <laughs> yeah, and do we just want to slap that 1,200 on the total? Uh, y- yeah. Okay, so I think, our pre- well, um, yeah. We, let's do it, let's do it for now because we can always amend the number, but I feel like this is an important part of the process. Yes. Okay, so our previous running total was 822. Today's total, plus the 1,200 horses, the 38 named, and the 36 unnamed, is 2,096. Wow! A definite jump of scale. That's our biggest jump yet. Yeah. Okay, that's vow number one. Fucking completed, baby. Damn. Who's okay. your favorite horse today? I mean, how can I even choose? There are so many, and I liked a lot of our names today. I always like our mm-hmm. names, but like, it, you know, I know it's only been two weeks, but it feels like two months, and it was just right. But that's nice. just, that's just time. That's yeah, I wouldn't. Be- I wouldn't just... trust your trust your. No, on but that I'm one. just saying I've missed naming horses. Even though it's been such a short time, I, you know, I've missed it. And so it was nice to name some horses. I think um, uh, Booterfloy is up there for me. Um, Definitely. 
Smackerel is pretty good. Oh, yeah. Uh, Rose Leaf, because I just think Rose Leaf is a really cute name. I gotta say, I'm pretty excited about Tarp, Paul, and, and Lynn. Lynn. Yeah, that's good. It, it, that's that's kind of just going by names. Appearance-wise, mm-hmm. I have to say that Boggart, uh, which had that kind of, like, oversized star that, I, like, was... I described dripping. as kind of diamond yeah. shaped and then like dripping um, was cool. And the, and Harlequin um, was yeah, totally striking. Inter- interesting also. facial markings today. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. That's vow number two. Mm-hmm. Vow number three. A song. A song. Okay. Do we have a song picked for today? Um, so my pitch is let me whoa um, <laughs> you just fucking teleported <laughs> to the base realm holy shit that's just what my book sounds like wow it makes that sound every time you open it yeah uh no it was already open i just clunked it on my desk um that is the sound it makes every time I get into a debate with somebody about something in Lord of the Rings and I pull out my giant ass book as a reference. Great. Uh, okay. This is a song from The Two Towers that Quickbeam, also called Bregalad, um, or Bregalad, I guess, if we're following Elvish pronunciation rules of second, you know, to last syllable emphasis. Um mm-hmm. It is like an elegy um, for the fall of trees that he had loved. Um, And it goes. uh, Do you want me to just read the whole thing? Yeah, go for it. Or what? Okay. It it starts with some elvish names. I think elvish names for trees, although I'm not positive about that. But the rest of it is in English. O ora farne, lasimista, carnamirdie, O rowan fair, upon your hair, how white the blossom lay. O Rowan mine, I saw you shine upon a summer's day, your rind so bright, your leaves so light, your voice so cool and soft, upon your head how golden red the crown you bore aloft. O Rowan dead, upon your head your hair is dry and gray, your crown is spilled, your voice is stilled forever and a day. O Ora Farne, La Semista, Carnamirie. Hmm. It's a sad one. It is a sad one. And my pitch is also kind of sad, but I hope um, in, a, in a nice and sweet way, which is okay. that I think we should rewrite this to be about the horses we have loved, uh, oh. whether or not they're still living, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. I love this. And we can throw in our, our own former horse names. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Okay. Okay. Uh, first of all, let's uh, let's write down horse horse names. So, like, my actual yeah. horse that I owned uh, was named Star. Um, one of the horses I rode a lot in riding lessons was named Babe. That was a yeah. buckskin. Oh, Babe, the buckskin I've... quarter horse. I don't think I've ever ridden a buckskin. Hmm. She was pretty good. She was, you know, as my writing teacher would say, Henri. 
<laughs> We've talked about honorary being a real horse person word. It's such a horse person word. And it's, it's pronounced in so many different ways by horse people. <laughs> yeah. I mean, horse people take the approach to language that I take to language, which is that, like, phonemes the in their feeling. order are, um, you can opt in or out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay, yeah. I have a bunch of horse names. Yeah. Um, the main horse that I, like, rode and competed on in high school was named Bozeman. Mm-hmm. Uh, a horse I rode several times and walked down the aisle, who is in fact now gone, was named Midge. Mm-hmm. Uh, my like training horse at the barn was named Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first horse I think I rode as a kid when I was like seven was still at the horsemanship camp that I worked at many years later, like. As of, like, ten years ago, he was still there and kicking when I was there, which was really fun, and he was named Honey. Mm. I've ridden um, Pluto and Miss Nebraska and Buffy. That's probably enough names. Yeah. I wish I could remember the pony that was my first, like, real riding experience, because I became friends with these two sisters in Iowa who lived on a farm and they had a pony like like a good sized like almost horse sized pony you know Mm -hmm. and we rode him like bareback two or three at a time (laughs) yeah that's the picture that yeah yeah that that picture that pony and I have no idea what his name was oh that's sad which is sad I'm sure it was a great pony name yeah and and I know that there were some other horses at um janice's stable where i took riding lessons too but i cannot remember any of them which is weird yeah realize that's Um, okay oh there is this is not a horse i rode but the last horse i interacted with um belongs to a friend of mine uh and i was just like lunging him for her and his name i think is redmond so i'm gonna include that sure okay uh side question do -hmm. you think the name tomahawk is racist and do you think we should address that or like handle it in some way in this episode uh i don't think the word itself is racist but i think it definitely could be construed as like the way that white people pick out one cultural item from a group and kind of uh, like fetishize it yeah so we can, I mean, we can certainly exclude it. Um, definitely, like, in terms of, like, horses that I had the, the deepest connection to, it would be, like, Bozeman, Midge, probably, like, Honey. Okay. Yeah. Let's, let's see. That gives us three names each. Let's see what we can, what we can do with that. So, hmm. Do you have your Elvish book handy? Uh, no, but I can pull up the online can, dictionary. Or, that we- yeah, or just, I can Google things too. Um, I'm just curious about what these Elvish words actually are. If they are indeed the names of trees. Let's or do a little look. What? That would make sense to me. Uh, yes, Orofarne uh, was a rowan. So, hmm. actually, that might be 
I don't know if that refers to Rowan or if these are actually the like names of specific trees. And in another manuscript, manuscript he called it Mountain Ash. Editors Carl F. Hotsetter and Patrick H. Wynn have made a connection between the the Quinya word farne, foliage, a derivative of the root, and the name Orofarne. Okay, here's the thing: they are. They are all are Rowans. Yes, they are proper yes. names of yes. Rowans. That we should knew. take we should name a horse Lossamista. Hmm, yeah. That's a great fucking name. Okay. So what I want to do is try to get <gasps> Lossamista all... means leaf gray. Oh wow. That's great. Yeah. A horse. Okay, I'm let's it. yes. Okay, so what I want to do is get all our horse proper names in this, like, first and last line. Okay. And then we can talk about them more specifically, like, in the, you know, in the middle. Um, let's see. These are all... Well, our syllables... We don't have enough syllables. We don't... It's... We don't necessarily need the same number of syllables, but we need, you know, emphasis to fall in the right places hmm etc um so because it's essentially an eight count sentence right oh aura farne lasa mista karna mirie eight mm-hmm. um oh bozeman star midge redmond and the rest <laughs> <laughs> that just requires us to rhyme with rest which i think I think we will be able to do. We're going to pull. If we use rest there. Mm-hmm. I guess it doesn't. It doesn't rhyme there. So it doesn't matter. Because I was going to say. We're, I feel like if the point of this. Is about things that we love. That have passed. We'll want to actually use the word rest. Mm. You know. Yeah. So well. Okay. So the this rhyme scheme. Mm-hmm. Is actually it's a a a b b a a a. Yeah. So if we use rest here, I mean we get two uses of it because the last line repeats, but it does mean we need four words that rhyme with it for the ends of those four other lines. Although Tolkien doesn't even see he uses day twice. He has lay day gray day. Yeah. Um, another option, um, is to end with star. I'm just thinking like some of these are not going to be easy to rhyme with at all. Star is probably our, like our best bet. Um, uh, (laughs) sorry. I just thought of the phrase to all the horses I've loved before. (laughs) (laughs) Great. Um, Hmm. Okay. Uh, to all the horses I've air loved. Horses I've air loved. That's four counts. Bozeman, Redman, Babe, Midge, Star. That works. Yeah. Um, okay. And then we have, we have to rhyme with star a bunch, but I feel like. That's doable. That's doable. I hope so. 
Um, okay. Um, bizarre. Caviar. Far or afar. Oh, Avatar. James Cameron's Avatar. (laughs) Tar. Crowbar? Mm, Scar. You're gonna be a superstar. Par. Baked. Oh, hey, star might be... Star might be rough. Hold on. Uh, Jar, mar, spar, r. This is a lot of... This is several lines. Yeah, I think... Um, cigar. (laughs) Oh my god. The other spelling of bazaar. Uh, As in the market. Yes. Feldspar. Guitar. Um. Memoir. Okay, let's start, let's pick some, let's pick some likely ones and start building out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, also au revoir, <laughs> which is handy for, you know, saying goodbye to horses. Yeah. Um, okay. Okay, okay. I feel like far and R are gonna be good ones. Yeah. Far, R, au revoir. I think memoir is probably usable. Um, I think Mar could be because, um, like a memory, like let nothing Mar, Mm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, pick a horse, any horse. Um, let's do Bozeman. Okay. Oh, Bozeman something. One syllable word. Adjective that describes him. Um, short. A little grizzled. Oh, he was very wispy. Aw. Was he graying? Yes. Oh, Bozeman Gray? Yes. Okay. Um, what do you love to remember? I mean, he definitely, he was definitely, he was graying not gray you know right but i think gray here can like yeah mean age you know like can mean yeah. graying not yeah like gandalf the gray which i mean i yeah. realize is about color but not completely you know right uh bozeman was very sweet Was he, and he was the horse you rode the, the most, right? That you, like, least? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, Bozeman Gray, the hours we spent would be in my memoir. <laughs> oh my god, Joey. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I know that How there about- is potential here and I'm just, like... You know, no, it's, I don't have I, it. I agree that there is potential. I, I just also know that we're not always um, at our best to write a sweet and non-clumsy poem right. about the horses yeah. we've mourned. Yeah. 
what if we we could do a shortened version of the poem too? What if we we could do? What if instead of doing a a a b b a a a? What if we did a a b b a a? Um, and just cut out the the third a's mm. on either side. Yes. So that would give yeah. us four interior horses to write about. Yes. Or I also think it's not a bad idea because we are already writing about them. If we wanted, I think it might be easier instead of doing like, oh, here's a line about Bozeman specifically to talk about like in the more general and broad sense about like how they will be missed, but the time was good and mm, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that might be easier. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're probably right about that. Uh, okay. To all the horses I bear loved, Bozeman Redmond, Babe Midge Star, you, and actually I'm going to say we bear loved, mm-hmm. um, you helped us grow, you carried us, you... <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're writing with Star. Yes. Um... Oh, okay. I'm I'm just going like full Hallmark card here, but um you carried us, you helped us grow, you made us who we are. Oh, that's cute. Yeah, no, I love that. Um okay, and then we need two lines that rhyme with each Rhymes other. With right. Um but they can be whatever. Um these are like in in the poem they're kind of about the the trees themselves the things that were nice oh you know what might be nice is i like i like uh sensory imagery yeah i was i was just about to say to like the their smell and like their velvet noses yes yes Mm. bold taking a bold stance here (laughs) on shadow facts Sorry, what? I taking a bold stance on I like sensory imagery in my poetry. <laughs> yeah. Um something about how like yeah, I the smell, the velvet nose. I liked this is Bozeman specific, but like I feel like he he used to do the thing where like when you would like walk down the aisle, he would see you and then throw back his head and blow out his lip for treats. Something about like that mm. moment of like recognition and being excited to yeah. see each other, you know? Okay, uh, your comforting smell, your velvet nose, the way you greeted me or us. It could go either way here. We can see what, what we want to rhyme in the next line. I'm, me is going to be an easier rhyme, but... Yeah. Does that... What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I like that. What if we replaced the, the way you greeted with the way you tossed your head? Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. In greeting or in quick response to something that I said. Uh, yeah. Okay. Said. Okay. And then back to the R. Um, I think, and really we just need one thing here before. Right. Because the other line is the names again. Yes. Um, something I, about far would be good. Yeah. Well, we have far. We have au revoir. Which mm, is pretty, yeah. it would be pretty easy um, to to work in here. Um, yeah. What's your pitch for, for 
far or afar. Oh, just just that describing something as far feels poignant in a very Tolkien way and also yeah. in the way that this particular poem is. Yeah, I agree. I'm just like what what do you what do you want that to, <sighs> um to be? I feel like I you know, we've talked about this before. I feel like the last sort of horse elegy poem, oh, but not oh, for oh. our horses. Sorry, what? Oh, a line just came to me, but I don't want to interrupt you. Please go oh, ahead. Um, just that, you know, we were dealing with time and distance and, you know, and I, I guess I'm, my mind is going to time here and far is more of a distant word and yeah, you can use those together, but I just, I want to hear like what, you know, more exactly yeah. what you're what you're thinking. Well, because we're we're talking about horses that have have died. Yeah. To some extent. Um, Star is still alive. I all I mean all the horses I listed are are dead. Yeah. <laughs> um something about like a a long rest that you've earned after we traveled far. Mm. Cuz it's like we traveled together and like I'm sad you know it's the thing of like of course there is sadness and passing but also there is a rest that can be recognized and appreciated yeah Mm. you all have earned an easy rest after our travels far does that work you you all is awkward there though yeah I hold on just a second I'm halfway through a thing but I uh, where did it go? Um, damn. All the words just really disappeared from my head. Uh, That's poetry. Yeah, it was about... Um. Oh, oh, okay. Hold on. Uh, okay, although you're missed, you've earned the rest after traveling so far. Oh, yeah, that's perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, good, good, good. And then, yeah, and then we just have that repeated line. Uh, yeah. Are you, have Um, you been writing this on paper? Yeah. Uh, Okay, no, that's fine. Will you, I just want to make sure I get it in the thing really fast. mm -hmm. I am, I have. You could just send me a picture. Wait, okay, hold on. Can I uh, pitch a variation on the last line? Yeah, of course. Okay, so we started with, to all the horses we've ever loved, you know, names. This last line is, Bozeman Redmond, Babe Midge Star, we bid you au revoir. Oh, yeah. Okay. Do you want to do couplets uh, or, or No, lines? I think let's let's just alternate completely each line. Okay. Um uh hate to uh copy edit you. Bozeman is a Z. Oh, I was going to ask I debated and then I wrote it with an S and then continued doing Yeah, no that. worries. It's like, it's at like Bozeman, Montana. Right. Is what he's named after. Yeah, I've never heard of that place. <laughs> it's, okay. That's just fair. <laughs> you haven't heard of this uh, city of almost 50,000 in Montana? Um, okay. I will start if that's okay. To all the horses we there loved, Bozeman, Redmond, Babe, Midge, Star, 
You carried us. You helped us grow. You made us who we are. Your comforting smell, your velvet nose, the way you tossed your head. In greeting or in quick response to something that we said. Although you're missed, you've earned the rest after traveling so far. Bozeman, Redman, Bademid, Star, we bid you au revoir. Aww. Oh, horses are good, huh? Yeah. I need to touch a horse. Like, yeah. Stat. stat. Good job. That was a tricky one. And Yeah, but I it. think we really, like, we, we worked together. We pushed through. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the third vow. As for the fourth, for reasons outside of my can, because it is March and it has only been two weeks since our last podcast, we have no beacons to respond to. Yeah. Gondor's beacons are lit, but ours are not. Damn. Tell me more about Gondor's beacons. (laughs) That really lights my beacon. Have we said that before? We sure have. We must have. We sure have. Uh, But the beacons always can be lit. So if you have questions about horses in Lord of the Rings or horses and Lord of the Rings and horses or Lord of the Rings, yeah, you can contact us with those and we would be so happy to assist. Yeah, email is in the outro. Um, do, do we do what, anything what else What do we do for now? now? What, oh, God. What happens? Uh, stay horsey, y'all. Hit the button. Joey, okay. hit the button. Okay, okay. <laughs> no, that's fine. Do you actually have anything else you want to do? Um, No, just like, sometimes we were doing intros at the beginning, like actual, like, you know, oh, yeah, and we, we didn't do that. Yeah. We forgot. And so maybe we should do an outro and say, like, sorry, we forgot to do this at the beginning, but I'm Joey, you know. Yeah. But also that's in the outro more so than yeah, it's we- in the intro. So maybe that's pointless. Yeah, let's not. Okay. But we should remember next time to do it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Go touch a horse! Go touch a horse! Thank you for listening. The music you heard at the beginning was Horse by Horse, arranged and performed by Caitlin and Joey. That's us. You can listen to it again at soundcloud.com slash shadowfactspod. The cover art was made by Annie Johnston Glick, at Dancy Naru on Twitter. I'm Caitlin, my pronouns are they, them, and you can follow me at Chalo and Behold on Twitter. You can follow the show at ShadowFactsPod and email your horse-related Lord of the Rings questions to ShadowFactsPod at gmail.com. Joining me on this journey there and back again is... Joey. My pronouns are they, he, and you can follow me on Twitter at JoeyThePrince. If you want to read and watch along, check the episode description for the segment we'll cover next time. This has been Shadow Facts. One horse to rule them all! Ha 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 ha!